good morning and a blessed Friday to all of you. I couldn't help but look at the Gospels today and think that, yep, faithful and fruitful. That's really what I want to be. And I know, too, that you are here in prayer and hoping and asking God to make you fruitful also in Christ. Let's look at the Gospel from Mark chapter 11, verses 11 through 26. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything and, since it was already late, went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig, leaf, a fig tree in leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the time for figs. And he said to it in reply, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his, his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples? But you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priest and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus said to him in reply, Have faith in God. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it, and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive you your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is quite a gospel passage. We see Jesus going into Jerusalem. We think it's around the Passover. So all the Jews go up to Jerusalem into the temple area. And he looks around, but it's already late. So he goes to Bethany. And we know that Bethany, there was the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. Jesus went there for consolation often, and he stayed with that family. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. And he sees this fig tree. Now, Jesus is not some city boy from the foreign, from a foreign country. He knows that fig figs don't um, give fruit. Fig trees don't give fruit until June, and this is around Passover, so it's probably about late March or April. Um, but he's looking for figs, and then he curses the tree. Hmm. 
then, and you, you see how Mark has kind of sandwiched this between he goes to the temple, looks around, then he's hungry and he curses the fig tree. Then he comes into Jerusalem again and goes into the temple area. That little story in the middle about the fig tree is telling you something about the temple. And the people that were running the temple at that time were making a lot of money gouging people on um, selling them the animals they needed for a sacrifice. And also, they're also keeping out foreigners um, in some different kind of ways. So Jesus is incensed and he, he says, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples? Not to exclude people, but to include people. But you have made it a den of thieves. They have made the temple area a place where they can make money. A place where not God doesn't rule and prayer doesn't happen, but it's a place of commerce and of selfishness. So Jesus, in a sense, because Israel was often referred to as the, a fig tree, as a plant of the Lord. And that fig tree that gave no fruit, it looked like it might have fruit because it had a lot of leaves, but it didn't have fruit, is likened to the temple that is no longer bearing fruit for God. And we know that um, in John's gospel, this is Mark's gospel, but in John's gospel, Jesus is also depicted as the new temple, as the one, or it might be Matthew's gospel, taking the place of the temple, um, the, new, the new covenant and offering a new life in himself. So we turn to the Lord because then he talks about praying. Pray. He teaches us how to pray. And he says, have faith in God. You know, so often, maybe like the people who were run, running the temple at the time, we have faith in power, our money, or what we can get. And we kind of run after those things. We, we take our eyes off the ball. You know, when you play baseball, you got to keep your eyes on the ball. And we, too, have to keep our eyes on the Lord, on what will bring us closer to the Lord, on the values of God that are true and lasting, and that bring us to ever. There's not going to be injustice and evil in heaven. So we need to prepare ourselves now by keeping that always before us and following the Lord. And how do we do that? By praying in Christ, Christ who is the just one. Christ who forgives our sins and helps us to forgive others because we have no righteousness of our own. We are only saved in Christ because of his mercy and goodness. We live our lives in thanksgiving for the gift of salvation, for the gift of being God's children, for the gift of love and goodness and justice, which he helps us live. And when we fail, he forgives us. 
So, my friends, I do hope and I know you hope to, to be faithful and fruitful. What a great what a great grace that God wants to give us. So pray to him and talk to him really about what you need and ask him to guide you in those things that you truly need to be happy and to be happy for all eternity. Let's make our offering of this day. Divine Heart of Jesus, I offer you through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mother of the Church, in union with the Eucharistic sacrifice, my prayers, my actions, my joys and sufferings of this day, in reparation for sins and for the salvation of all men and women, according to the special intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in the grace of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of the Heavenly Father. And we pray for vocations. O oh, Jesus, eternal shepherd of our souls, send good laborers into your harvest. We pray especially for all those soon to be ordained, whether it's deacon or whether it's priest. We pray for those who are preparing for first or final vows. And we thank God for their yes to the Lord. And we ask that we be united with them in saying our own yes to the Lord, like our mother Mary taught us. Always say yes. We ask God's blessing in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as you know, I am one of the Pauline sisters, daughters of St. Paul, so over in that corner, daughters of St. Paul, and I'm here in Metairie. Uh, our book center is open from 10 to 5, and you can always catch us on the phone at 504-887-7631, um, or you can email us. And if you'd like to ever help out with our life and mission, you can always send a donation to pauline.org slash share gifts. Um, and that's always a big help. We always need help. And we're glad for all of those, all of you who want to share in our life and mission and help the sisters as we love the Lord and try to do good through our mission of evangelization. So thanks so much. And I see there's a lot of people here on morning prayer, Deborah Ann and Neff and your and Angela, Maria, Josie, Margaret, Lynn, and uh, God bless all of you and your families and those intentions that you pray for. So have a most blessed Friday wherever you are. And thank you for your prayers. And I'm praying for you.